Welcome back to Noah's Window. We're back together again. We are. <laughs> and we're, we just have some verses we want to share with you, some thoughts this week as we've been going through these readings. And uh, today's a really kind of unusual one because it jumps into a story in the Old Testament the book of 1 Samuel about King Saul. And at this particular time, he has been um, out of God's will for a long time. Yeah. You know, God keeps giving him light, and he keeps rejecting that light. You know, he was the first king that God gave to Israel. The people of Israel demanded a king, and God told Samuel, they haven't rejected you, they've rejected me. And really what God did was he gave them what their idea was of a king was. Now, right after this, he's going to give them David, which was God's idea of a king, but he gave them Saul. But I want to make one thing really clear. God gave Saul every opportunity to be successful over and over and each time it was like Saul just kind of did his own thing and rejected God's will for his life and as we were noting this morning God even gave him multiple opportunities to turn around when he was headed in the wrong direction God gave him these these uh, dramatic moments where it should have it should have dawned on Saul oh let me be humble before God and go a different direction but he he dug his heels in deeper and deeper that's right and I think that's just such a common thing today with even a lot of people in churches they they hear what God has to say, but it's kind of like I want it on my terms or I'll do what you want me to do if I like it. But if I don't, I'm going to do what I want to do. And you really see that in Saul and especially to the part where you're talking about where we're going to get to a particular line mm -hmm. because now Saul has begun to make uh, David, who's the next king, a target. And he's trying to kill David. And of course, he's just he goes off into the darkness there. And he's been doing that for a while, but one other little parallel to what you were talking about, I think this here too is, comparing the modern Christian who is actually in rebellion against God. Saul wanted to leverage the God anointing and mm. use God for his own success. Yeah. But he had no humble desire to serve God and be in God's will. He just wanted God to um, to make everything work that he was doing. And that kind of takes us to today's passage because he's about to find a battle. Yeah, let me say one more thing before we go into that too because there was a point in Saul's life where he fully disobeyed God but he pretended that he had obeyed him. And when the prophet Samuel comes to confront him, he, he says to him that, well, he, he points out two of Saul's characteristics and he said, these things are, are what God looks at is really awful and they were stubbornness and rebellion. So clearly he had those two elements in his life. If you'd asked Saul, he would have said he was a God follower. And yet at the same time, he was stubbornly rebelling against God. And yet he wanted God to bless everything he did. Well, yeah. yeah. That's so, why I think he's such a, a, a prototype of what we see a lot Christian, of today. Right. Yeah. yeah, Christians today want, they want God to make their dreams come true. But right. they have really no desire to sacrifice to follow God, yeah. to be in God's will. So Saul's about to fight this battle, and he really wants to know how it's going to come out. And so I won't even go into much if you want to go into. He's he's in a situation. It's a really it's a really um, messy situation. He's actually not only doing wrong in God's eyes, but he actually had made a rule, um, a, a decree that you couldn't do this. And then he's doing he's in again to the rebellion. He's defying God. He's even defying his own rule. Well, he said, I mean, it, it was a good rule, but he had said there could be no mediums or no witches in the land but now now he's looking for him he died. well because you know he's so rebelled against god god won't answer his prayer anymore so a substitute for god answering his prayer he'll 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 resort to fortune tellers he goes to a psychic yes yeah so um, that reminds me of, of today but what we want to do and i hope you'll grab your bible and read this whole 
story in 1 Samuel chapter 13. Read the whole thing, because we're just going to jump in at the end. So he has this exchange with this seer, and uh, after he gets his answer, which is not the one he wants to hear, there's this phrase. So he says, um, after, after they got this message from the seer, it says, then they went out into the night. That would be Saul and his comrades that were and they went out into the night. Which, it is the night before the battle, and the next day, he does die he does. in the battle. Yeah. But the, the parallel passage that was coming up at the same time, this is where, this is where I, it just really struck me, this phrase again. Because if you remember, when, when Jesus had gathered the disciples together for the, the uh, Passover meal, and he's announced that one of, him, one of them is going to betray him. And he even tells, we believe it's probably John, that he said it's the one I'm going to, you know, because he said, who is it? And once he does that, um, Judas left going out into the night. So yeah, that, the night. that phrase, into the night, mm -hmm. really captures my attention because the Holy Spirit never wastes any words. You know, it's not like, well, you know, exit stage right. I mean, the Bible wants us to feel that. When, when, when Saul disobeyed God in rebellion, he went to get advice from a witch because God wouldn't answer his prayer anymore. And God allows Samuel supernaturally to tell Saul what's going to happen to him. Saul is just devastated. And it just simply says they went out into the night. That's the last we hear from him. And it's when Judas goes out into the night, that's the last thing that we hear from him. You know, when I heard that expression, into the night, both with Saul and with Judas, it made me think about what I read in the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and the fifth verse, where the Bible tells us we're not children of the night, we're children of the day. Well, the children of the day idea means we live in truth or we live in light. And what I see that's so sad about Saul and Judas was they had the opportunity to receive the light, to receive the day, but they chose, chose not the to. There was stubbornness, you know. In Saul's case, it was all about him having his way. In Judas's case, it was all about money because the Bible tells us he was a thief. But it's just a blessing to be a child of the day. And, and, and the reason I think it's important for us to talk about this is when we look at the world around us, it's getting darker every day. I had a pastor friend who texted me yesterday and he just said, I fear for what's coming on the, on the world, you know. And I think all of us feel that. But it's good to know that through Jesus Christ, we're children of the day, and no matter what we experience, we don't go out into the night, we go out into the day. That's wonderful. Well, as we leave on that thought today, would you leave us in a word? Father, we do see the darkness of our times, but we realize we're not living in that darkness. Thank you, Father, that no matter what we experience, we never go out into the night, but wherever we go, we're surrounded by the light of your truth, the light of your grace, the light of your power. We love you. We pray for everybody watching us on Noah's window today. May we celebrate that daylight that we experience in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thank you for being with us today on Noah's window. It's good to be back together again it after is. our travels. <laughs> We've had some strange situations traveling. Um, but we're so, good that, so glad that you could be with us today, and we'll look forward to seeing you again tomorrow here on Noah's window. See you soon. God bless.